Hey guys, welcome to She Knows Arsenal. My name is Jessica and I'm your host and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Jessinho. So we're going to be talking a little bit of Arsenal news this morning slash afternoon, but in the chat box, let me know how you guys are doing and how you guys are feeling. Uh, I mean, we don't have a game this weekend, which is kind of nice. So a little bit more relaxing, you know, we don't actually have a game. Um, and then we get to watch the FA Cup final. And I hope we all know that we're... Uh, we're Leicester fans, aren't we? <laughs> but um, I'm just sending out the tweet really quick. Before we get started, I just want to let everybody know that when I do these streams, it's not that I am confirming that this news is true. It's just headlines that have come out over the last couple of days and we discuss them. Sometimes, you know, things are maybe not as true based on the sources that they come from. But on my show, what we do is we talk about it from a general perspective and whether it's true or not, we just kind of discuss it. So me acknowledging something that has come out in the press doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying that one, I believe it 110% and two, I'm confirming that in some way I know something about it. I don't. So that's just kind of how my shows go. Uh, that goes with just Arsenal news, transfer news, all those types of things. We know that you know, a good majority of it may not be as, you know, true as maybe it seems, but we discuss it from a neutral perspective. And I get, I give you guys an opportunity to give your say and I give my say, and we don't really get caught up in the minutia of, is it true or is it not? Um, especially when we talk about the, um, the, El Neni situation. So again, we're not going to talk about the Palestine situation in terms of how I feel politically about it, because I don't feel like I'm in the place to be actually talking about that. But we're going to talk about what this could mean for El Neni and how the club should respond to something like this. Because so just going back, reports have come out that because El Neni spoke out to in support of um, of Palestine, let me see. <laughs> because um, he spoke out in support of Palestine, allegedly one of Arsenal's sponsors held a urgent meeting because they were uncomfortable with it, and um, so that's leaving El Neni in probably a strange situation. We are no like we are not new to this. Um, I just want to kind of bring up the Mesut Ozil situation from 2019. And if we all remember that back then, Ozil spoke out about the atrocities um, that were happening with the Turkish speaking uh, Muslim minority in North in the Northwestern region of, um, of China. And he spoke out about it. Uh, we know Mezzadozo is a very um, outspoken individual, and that's something that I really do like about him. If he believes in something, he speaks out about it. And um, Arsenal came back after Mezzadozo made these um, made these co the comments about the Turkish speaking minority in China, and um, and what's been happening to them. And they came out with a clear statement that read: the content published is Ozo's personal opinion. As a football club, Arsenal has always adhered to the principle of not involving itself in politics. And um, then later on, on Thursday, the day of the general election in the UK, 
Bellerin tweeted, young people across the world have a chance to change um, what the future can be. Today's the chance for all British people to influence what your future and those living here holds F Boris go vote. And Arsenal didn't issue a statement on that. And we later found out that a lot of that had to do with um, the sponsors coming out and speaking out against what Mesedozo had said because it was under some conflict, right? So I think I think this raises a, a bigger question about whether players should be able to speak out on human rights issues, political issues, social issues that they believe in, regardless to if the club actually actually um, gives them permission to or agrees that that's something that Arsenal should be talking about. And um, so I want to know what you guys think about that. Like, should Elneny be able to come come out and speak on these types of things without any sort of um, backlash from 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 Arsenal? You guys let me know in the uh, in the chat box. And again, you guys, this is not me wanting to to speak politically on something. It's more just about like the overall question about, you know, should these should players be should they refrain from doing these things? Should they have to get permission from Arsenal to speak out on certain things? Should they say, like, do these sponsors align with this message? Can I talk about it? And how should Arsenal respond to this in a way that maybe they they missed something when they when they spoke out against um, or they said they distanced themselves from the um, this the situation with Mesedozo? And I think that there's an opportunity here to maybe handle a situation like this with a little bit more grace, especially with there being such a divide between Arsenal fans and the ownership group. Okay. AK Gunner says values over sponsorship money. Remember Roe Castle's quote, remember who you are, what you are and who you represent. Israel has been breaking international law and committing genocide in Palestine. Yeah. I mean, in my heart, that's definitely what I believe is that, you know, we've always been known as a club that's innovative and speaks out against certain, you know, we speak out on certain things, you know, but then when sponsorships become start to get intertwined, and then the messaging changes or we turn our back on certain things that, I mean, if it was happening to another group, we would speak out on it. So it shouldn't be different, you know, but um, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Monstar says, Nenny should know who the people that pay the salary are. Unfortunately for him, there will be consequences. And that's, 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 that's one of my biggest fears is that there will be consequences and it'll look bad on the club because when this happened with Mezzadozo, it backfired so badly. Is there not a way that they can handle this gently um, where they can handle the situation with their sponsors, but also do it in a way that's not detrimental to the relationship between them and Elneny and the fans, because Elneny is a very likable character. He's very popular in the dressing room. And just with everything already kind of going on with the club, the bad season, the last thing we really need is uh, for there to be more division. Max says, F the sponsors, they don't represent the global Arsenal community. Where'd it go? Um, Callie Gunner says the El Neni and Ozo situations are completely different. They are different in terms of what we're talking about, but they're not different in terms of their sponsorships involved 
and a player has spoken out in a way in support of a certain part or a certain group of people. And now the club is going to have to speak to their sponsors and put out some sort of message. So I don't think they're the same in terms of like, you know, you know, El Nenny just kind of put out a tweet that other people have kind of put out. Ozil was very, very vocal. But I think the premise of the situations is the same. Sponsorships are involved. Your players are speaking out on social issues. How does Arsenal respond? And what is the consequence for this player? Because uh, a lot of people that were pro Ozil or loved Ozil believe that him speaking out on this was the beginning of the end of his Arsenal career. So again, it's different. But it's the same. Let's see. Max says, always stand up and speak for what you believe is right. No one should be denied their human rights. I mean, it is a human right to be able to speak out and say what you want. But, you know, I can't I can't understand. Like, is is there nothing in in these Arsenal players contracts that say that um, they can't say certain things because this continues to be kind of like an issue. And um you know, I don't think that the club should be able to make decisions on what certain players should be able to speak out on, but it's just such a tricky situation. And I would hate for Elneti to be reprimanded in some way where they lose the relationship with him because all players kind of take note of how other players are treated. And the last thing we want is for so other players to feel like maybe he was mistreated. You know, that's definitely what happened with Mesedozo. So um, Abdallah said, it's a load of BS. To be honest, everyone is entitled to have their own views. We post stuff online all the time. Why can't people talk out, talk in their own private lives? It is private. Um, but the fact that the sponsors are allegedly upset about it and speaking to Arsenal about it just makes this adds that little element of, they are different than us. You know, we can speak out. And even like you see this in, in kind of like our regular lives is that things that are we're saying on social media can be used against us or come back to bite us um, if something does happen in your job. We see that a lot in America, that if you speak out on certain things, like especially with Black Lives Matters and, um, you know, everything that happened with George Floyd, there were a lot of people that lost their jobs off of the back of that because they posted things that, you know, got back to their employer that their employer had to to react on. You know, so we even see it in our regular lives that now the things that you post, you should be able to say whatever you want, but you know, you really can. Um, Aslan says, I fully back and support El Neni. He has done nothing wrong. What he tweeted was not anti-Semitic. True. Um BX Gunner says, what's the point of repping, repping on religious holy days like Arsenal so, but like Arsenal do, but don't back our player and human rights? Optimist Pyro says, I think players should add a personal disclaimer on any controversial social media post. Mag says, he spoke out against what he believes is injustice. Nothing wrong with that. MTR says, so it's free speech unless you talk about Israel. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys, I just, I wanted to report on it because, um, because it came out today and I wanted to hear what you guys have to say about should, you know, how should the club react and, you know, just overall how you guys feel about it. 
Um, Bulgarian Gunnar says, not going to pick sides, but the fact that we're still having wars means we are failing as a species. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, okay. So if I'm getting it wrong about what he, he was trying to portray in that message, Again, I'm not litigating the Palestine-Israel situation. That's not what I'm litigating. I'm just saying in terms of El Neni speaking out on something that is a social issue, a human rights issue, a political issue in the grand scheme, he could have been talking about anything, but it's not really about the ins and outs and the intricacies of that situation. So we're going to go ahead and get off this subject because I can feel, I knew it wasn't going to go super smooth, but I just wanted to go ahead and talk about it. Um, if you understood what I was trying to get at, and I hope you did, I wasn't trying to litigate, you know, what El Neni was trying to say in that. Um, El Neni spoke out on something and it rubbed one of our sponsors the wrong way. And they had allegedly urgent talks about it. And those are the, the parts of the of that story that I was focusing on, not what was El Nenny trying to say. All right, so let's move on. I also wanted to talk about David Louise. So um, word came out, I think it was yesterday from David Ornstein, The Athletic reported on it, um, that David Louise and, and also Fabrizio Romano as well, that um, El, David Louise is leaving the club at the end of the season. So. Uh, all the talk about him getting an, uh, an extra year, an extension is, is not, uh, is not happening. So, um, I think, I think I thought that he would get a, an extension. I was actually kind of shocked about that, to be honest. Um, but they said it was never offered and, uh, the agent, David Louise and, uh, Arteta all sat together and, um, made this decision and Adu, of course, and um, they came to like an amicable, you know, agreement that he should move on. And um, I'm wondering if you guys feel like this is the beginning of the ruthlessness that Arteta has been talking about. That's a pretty ruthless move. You know, he's he's been our best defender, but I think that speaks more to um, to where we are as a club. But he has been our best defender this season. And Arteta has really leaned on him to be kind of like um, his voice on the field. He really leans on him to be the... Um, kind of like the the experience out there for him and regardless to what some of the some of the more bumpy moments um throughout David Louise's career he's pretty much been a um a solid starter when he's been fit and so for us to not offer him the extension that he thought he would wow that's that's very interesting you know for me and so um i think that it's time you know, I, I wasn't against him getting an extension. I thought he would just based on kind of where we are. But if he left, I wasn't going to be upset about it at all. You know, so um, he is leaving, which leaves kind of like us in a weird situation. I saw that a lot of, you know, when the, the news was coming out that a lot of people felt like this is the chance for Saliba to play with Gabrielle. You guys, I just can't see that happening. I just can't see it happening for several reasons, you know, um, I think Saliba is going to need some adaptation time. And I just haven't seen enough evidence from Arteta that he would trust to, I mean, he barely trusts Gabrielle as it is, you know, so to have Gabrielle back there 
as the more experienced uh, defender with Saliba, somebody who's never played in the Premier League before. Um, I think for me, it just feels a little bit far away and maybe not something that we'll be seeing right off the bat. But then does that mean that um, you start holding next to David, um, next to Gabrielle? Their partnership throughout the season has been one that I think has left a lot to be desired. They probably, you know, if we had to pick on paper, it's probably what we pick if David Louise is not fit. But it seems like Marie and holding really works a lot more than with Gabrielle. And I think that has something to do with the language barrier and maybe both of them being the more um, in, in their respective partnerships, they're not really the leaders in those partnerships, right? So um, when Gabrielle plays with David Louise, he's being led by David Louise. When Marie and Holding play together, it feels like Marie's more leading, um, leading the back line. So when you put two people that are used to being led together, maybe there's a little bit of a friction there. Maybe they just don't work. Um, so, and they're both not, one thing about Gabrielle that I've learned about him this season is although he can kick a ball, he's not really like a ball playing center back the way that I feel like David Luiz and maybe Saliba is. So maybe that's something that, um, when you have two non-ball playing center backs or two that can't distribute, there's an issue there. So with David Luiz not coming back, do we, do we just continue on with with Rob Holding and, and let him start with Gabrielle, even though we don't love that partnership? Does it mean that Marie will play with Saliba? You know, um, is that going to be the starting partnership? Or are we going to bring in a right-sided center back? I think from the beginning, we've seen links with right-sided center backs. And even six months ago, da um, David Ornstein had mentioned um, on one of his like Ask David or whatever those little things that he does on YouTube that um, we were in for right-sided center back if David Louise did not resign. And, um, of course at the same time Saliba was going out, maybe they weren't, maybe they were thinking he wouldn't be ready to come back in. Now we know he is, but I think that makes the center back situation a little bit murky and unclear on what direction we're going to, because if we bring in a right side of center back, then you need to sell somebody. You can't have chambers and holding and Saliba and Marie and Gabrielle and this additional person. So there's a lot of moving parts there, but um, what would you guys prefer? Would you like us to go out into the market and get a right side of center back? Do you think Saliba should start with Gabrielle or do you think holding is good enough? You know, holding, I think this is like the first time in his Arsenal career that he's gotten to double digit starts. Um, in the season, that says a lot about his availability over the last couple of years. He's 27 years old and um, he was on his way out. And then he was brought back in, I guess, because Saliba was leaving. But although I've been impressed with him in terms of what he's done, I think he's playing at his capacity. So if this is his capacity, that puts us in a situation where I feel like we're playing with maybe a mid-table, lower Premier League level center back in our back line starting day in and day out, whereas maybe Saliba has a higher ceiling, you know, so that's those things to be considered. Let's see what you guys are saying. Yo-Yo said, I'm assuming Gabrielle speaks French, French, so should be able to play with Saliba. That is true. They both speak French, so there wouldn't be a language barrier. Tony says, David Luiz is a great player, but it's time to move on. I don't think we could count on him for 38 Premier League games. Same argument against bringing back Ramsey. We will get to Ramsey in just a few minutes. 
Bulgarian says, I think Mavropanos will be sold. I, he'll either be sold or he'll be loaned back out. Um, so I don't think Mavropanos is coming back in. And I think Harry Simeon said um, on his show the other day that he's kind of like a Socrates, you know, and Socrates, I think, was um, kind of like removed from the rotation of center backs because he just was more of like a traditional center back. He wasn't ball playing. And I think Arteta prefers somebody who can distribute from the back. So um, I think Mavropanos is kind of like out of the out of the question. Alexander G says holding will be sold too. They'll be looking for a right side to center back to to help ease in Saliba. Okay, so you think we'll we'll be in for one? All right. Henrik says no center backs this summer. We got four plus Chambers, so you don't think we'll be bringing anybody in? That's interesting. AK Gunner says we will miss David Luiz playing out of the back and his ability to ping a ball and through balls. Also good for leader for the youngsters. Hope Saliba gets a chance. He has been very good for Nice. Exactly. I mean, I guess like in my, like if I had my choice and I wasn't thinking like, like Arteta, I'd probably just want to see Saliba and Gabrielle and see if it worked, you know, but um, I don't see it because I just think Arteta is, is very adverse to having too many young people in the team at a time. I mean, we're talking about potentially having like, you know, Smith Rowe start, Saka start, you know, and then if you have Gabrielle and, and um, Saliba in the back, that's a lot of young players, you know, in the team at once. Uh, Linity. <laughs> is saying give holding a new deal giving holding a new deal wasn't a good idea now devil's advocate here it could have been a good idea to retain his value because if we do want to sell him this summer we could sell him for about 15 million and that's that's a good chunk of change for for holding as his contract length starts to diminish the amount that you can get for him is a lot less. And maybe he doesn't fit Arsenal, but what we've seen from Willick is that going out to another team or just playing a couple of, if you just play a couple of, um, get a good run of games, other people can see you and maybe you could do well for somebody else. So devil's advocate is giving him a new contract or giving him a new deal retains his value. And if we do want to bring in another right side of center back, we could sell holding and, and move on. So maybe it wasn't that bad of an idea, but that's just me. Um, Sean says, not because a right-footed center back comes in doesn't mean both right-footed center backs can't, won't play together. City bought Ake and have Lepore, but the better partnership is Stones and Diaz. Okay. Bulgarian says, I'd stick with the four, holding Saliba, Marie and Gabrielle, especially with no Europe. So yeah, if we have no Europe, that would, you know, change things around. And now that we know that Gabrielle is going to be going to the Olympics, so is Martinelli with Brazil, we know they're not going to be ready for the start of the season. Gabrielle will not be ready. He won't be. Um, uh, it'll take them about a month to come back into the team. So that leaves maybe Saliba a chance to start the season with Marie, and then we can ease Gabrielle back in after we feel maybe like Saliba is ready to go. Cause mm -hmm. I don't think Saliba will be going anywhere this summer. Um, so that's something to take into consideration, but 
before before I get off this subject, I just want to let you guys know that we'll be doing a massive squad building podcast on Monday. The show will be on Monday at 7 p.m. UK time, and we'll be pretty much playing a game, and it's going to be super interactive with you guys. Um, we're going to be ADU for a day, director of football for a day, sell or keep. And I'm working on the structure of it, so we'll have our, our Excel spreadsheets and everything. I'm going to have Kelly from Not Another Arsenal podcast. Uh, George, his name on, on Twitter is at Saliba Season. And, of course, DJ Harry. We'll be going through all the players that we have to sell and we'll be deciding whether we're going to sell them, loan them or keep them, keeping in mind that we're going to be bringing in five players and making all the decisions as the director of football for a day. And so I want you guys to be involved in that. I'll be putting out a poll tomorrow. We have four spots for transfers already confirmed, um, attacking midfield, center midfield, right, um, right back and left back. So I'll be I'll be asking you guys what you guys think the fifth position that we need to fill for transfers, what that will be. It'll either be a goalkeeper or right side of center back. See, like it could be either. So I'll be putting out the poll. You guys will help me choose the fifth transfer position and then we'll move on from there. Monday at 7 p.m. UK time. Make sure you guys are liking this video and subscribing to the channel so you don't miss it. There'll be a lot of updates for it. Um because it's, it's going to be huge. You guys know I love talking squad building. And if you like being a nerd and going through your Excel spreadsheet and talking about who you're going to sell and for what price and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be so much fun. And it's going to be a part of a series called How to Fix Arsenal. We'll be talking about how to fix Arsenal statistically, tactically, financially, all those good things over the summer. So make sure you guys like the video and subscribe to the channel. Bulgarian says Excel, lovely. I, I love a good Excel spreadsheet. It's going to be very fun for the nerds. <laughs> so um, yeah, and again, it's going to be interactive. You guys will be asking you who you would sell, who you would keep, how much you would sell them for, and then we'll see how much money um, we got at the end. You know, so yes, you can use pen and paper. What I'll most likely be doing is the Excel spreadsheet that we're going to be using. I'll create a link online so that you guys can download it yourselves and print it out. And you guys can actually do it with us if you want. So should be fun. But let's move on to Ramsey. He's being linked again. <laughs> He's being linked again. So um, let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, Aaron Ramsey would love to rejoin Arsenal after being placed on Juventus's uh transfer list. This, this guy, um, Fabrizio Romano, I think said this on um, Arsenal lounge the other day when they had him on. And of course his, his time at Juventus has not been great. He's been injury prone there. We know a lot about that. And um, he just hasn't been able to really settle in. I thought it was a weird choice to go to Juventus. Um, but I know he said he wanted to like win trophies. Okay, cool. And so but they're basically saying that um, he would love to join Arsenal again. Um, he will be on the market 100%. He will be available. If Arsenal want to go for Ramsey, they know they have a chance. But at the moment, there's nothing advanced or serious with, with Ramsey, which this kind of feels a little bit like a come get me type of plea. For me, I never struck Ramsey as somebody to be coming back um, to the Premier League to play anywhere. But Arsenal, I can't see him in any other set up in any other team. So I don't know. 
I just, I'm looking at it like, what's the point of bringing him in if you could just keep Willick? You know, he's a box-to-box midfielder that scores goals from midfield. Why not keep him and not have to keep so, or bring somebody in on astronomical wages? Let's not revise history here. Yes, Ramsey's contract was run down, and you could look at it as an arsenal failure of allowing him to leave for free. But he he actually left because he wanted more money. And at the time, Mesedozo was on his 350 grand a week and Ramsey wanted similar wages. Now, I'm not saying that that's a problem because at the at that time, Ramsey was just as important as Mesedozo to the team. We saw that. When he left, we lost a lot. But he wanted similar wages and because he didn't get them, he left. You know, and that's why his contract ran out. So he left because he wanted more money. And um, I was actually at the game where he had his like ceremony and all that kind of thing. And when he was leaving the team um, after the Brighton game, I like Ramsey. I was never like a super like huge Ramsey person. I, I understood his value. And I think that he understands what Arsenal is all about. He's definitely probably the closest player, I would say, to being an Arsenal legend in the Emirates era. Um, because of what he did for the club. Um, I like the guy, but he's 30, injury prone and on astronomical wages. And even if he cuts those wages in half, that's still going to be at the top of our transfer at the top of our wage bill. And for a team that can potentially be outside of Europe um, needs to really be paring that wage bill down Um I agree that maybe he could be a good squad player, but like, do you bring in a squad player on 200 grand a week? Um, I feel like the time has really passed for him. I'm not really sure if I'm, if I'm loving that, but it seems like a come hither call, you know? So, and it's not above this, this executive group, Arteta slash um, Adu to bring in somebody that's probably past it (laughs) um, on some, you know, idea that he's going to be good experience and all that kind of stuff. So what are you guys thinking about the whole Ramsey thing? AK says, if we have to sign one midfielder, it has to be a high chance creator and goal scorer. Bulgarian says, I bet LT Arsenal is buzzing. I know he's a huge Ramsey person. (laughs) So uh, probably. Jim Housen says, Captain Ramsey. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Sean said his wages will have to be significantly reduced for that to happen. Exactly. Will he be willing to to go down on his wages? We don't know. But with the cat says Ramsey is on ridiculous wages at Juventus. Exactly. AK Gunner says Ramsey. No, 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 no. Injury prone. Not a good investment for the long term. This is not a retirement home. However, I'll be open to a loan deal. Only bit. We definitely need a goal scoring midfielder. Would you guys take him on a loan? Would that solve it a little bit? bringing in somebody because, because here's the thing. And and we'll go over this on Monday for sure, because I'm already kind of putting it together and I'm looking at it like the midfield situation is really, really important because even if we do bring in somebody like Basuma and we're able to acquire um, Odegaard, depending on the time of the year and the amount of midfielders that we're looking to get rid of, because we're going to lose Ceballos, um, we're not going to keep Gwendouzi, I don't think. Terrera doesn't seem to be staying. 
And if you sell Willick, then what do you do? You don't have enough midfielders to make it through the season. Even Jack is being linked with a move away. So we're going to have to replenish our midfield options somehow with a player that, that makes sense. In, when the African Cup of Nations comes around, Elneny and Party for sure will be gone. And then if you have Basuma, he would be gone too. So that's leaving us in a very precarious situation if we have injuries during the year when people are missing. So we will have to look at the midfield situation and maybe come up with some sort of solution that would allow us to bolster that part of the roster on maybe a cut price type of situation. So maybe Ramsey on alone could do that <laughs> since we need midfield midfield our goals for midfield, but wow, to buy him or to bring him in um, permanently just seems a little woof. Um, Jim Housen says, I wonder if he could join someone, join someone near Wales to be closer to his family. What is that like Swansea, Cardiff, um, those types of teams? Um, Cardiff is where we got him from. Um, but is he like ready to be at that level? I don't know of any teams from Wales at the moment that may, do you think that do we think he has a couple more years in him? He may have a couple more years in him to play at the highest level. You know, I'm not sure if he would be ready for that at the time or right now, but we'll see. Let's see. Um, Deb says, unless he takes a pay cut and is willing to be a squad player. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Binga says, loan, yes. Permanent, no. So, yep. Bowie the cat. Uh, simple answer, no. Alexander G says, yes. Hard pass on Ramsey. Passed his prime and too expensive. So, Mixed, it's mixed. It's mixed. Um, some people are saying if it's a loan, it's cool. If not, you know, then hey, um, I wouldn't take them. But yeah, so that's pretty much all that's going on in the Arsenal sphere for now. You guys, I am really enjoying this weekend without Arsenal to have to worry about. I mean, obviously, I'm still worrying about Arsenal, but not like, what are we going to be doing this weekend? Are we going to who's going to be in the roster, or the squad and all that kind of stuff, because we're not playing. And then we have the FA Cup to watch. Um, you guys, let me know in the chat box who you think is going to win the FA Cup, Leicester or Chelsea. Um, we are all Leicester fans, you guys. We are today. <laughs> I, you know, the Chelsea fans are going to be unbearable. If they win one trophy, you know, they will be unbearable. So I would like for them to lose. And wouldn't it be nice you know, to be the people that kind of like the team that kind of started the deterioration of Chelsea towards the end of the season. Um, <laughs> they, if they don't win the FA cup, if they don't win the champions league and somehow they don't make top four, that would be like hilarious. But um, yeah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm a Leicester fan right now, but you guys let me know in the chat box who you guys think is going to win the FA cup. It's just really unfortunate. It's, it's our, it's our competition. Um, and we were nowhere near it. I remember the game against Southampton where we really bombed out. And I just thought, wow, this is how we're going to do things. Hopefully next season we'll be able to put in a better run for that competition. I just like the FA Cup and I would like for us to to be competitive in it, you know, but um, let's see what you guys are saying. <laughs> Aslan says, yet we... Yet we allow Lester to sign Samari, a type of signing that would make sense in every way. Look, it makes sense now, but there's a lot of people when he was being linked with us before that were, we need somebody proven. We need somebody like Ndidi. We need somebody like this person. You know, I mean, 
I'm not sure that that's the type of player that Arsenal fans would be accepting of. They, they only accept the player once they're linked with another team or they end up at another team and we watch them play. Samari so is a good player, 22 years old, still very raw. And would he be able to develop in the right way at an under-pressure Arsenal team, in an underperforming Arsenal team? I think outside of Europe, probably, you know, um, we could have some more projects, you know, um, in a longer term rebuild. But let's be real. There's there's not a lot of fans that would be jumping out of their seat for a signing like that because he's not a big name. And it would take time for him to get up to this the level. Bulgarian says, Chelsea, you can't bet on Rodgers. Yeah, maybe he'll bottle it. Dev says, hope Leicester win. Really like that team. AK Gunner says, come on, Leicester, but I think Chelsea will win. Bowie the Cat says, hope Leicester win, but I'm dubious about it. Aslan says, come on, LCFC. Yo-Yo says, I don't want to see it, but I believe Chelsea will win both of their finals. No. <laughs> Sean says, Chelsea were built to win trophies, so it's not a surprise. Tony says, Vardy, troll job, 30% possession, 2-1, Leicester wins. Um, El Jefe says, Iannaccio going to shock Chelsea. So it's mixed. Um, again, I will be full on Leicester. For an hour and 45 minutes. And then after that, go back to hoping that they lose games too. All right, you guys, that's going to be it for today. Um, tomorrow I'll be back with whatever Arsenal news comes out. Again, I hope I didn't offend anybody for, you know, talking about the, Pal uh, you know, El Neni and the Palestine situation. For me, it just, it really wasn't about like, is it right? Is it wrong? All this kind of stuff. It was just, how does Arsenal deal with situations where their sponsors are unhappy about what Arsenal players are saying. We've had these situations before and I don't think Arsenal handles them correctly. And I just hope that they handle this right because we're always looking for Arsenal to be classy and handle things the right way. And as of late, they haven't been doing those things. So it wasn't really, you know, I knew it would be bumpy, but um, I just wanted to to weigh in on it and give you guys an opportunity to to give your say. I will always do that here. Um, and it's always coming from a place of ultimate respect and uh, not to put anybody in an un uncomfortable situation. Um, Monday, save it on your calendars, 7 p.m. UK time, ultimate squad building pod, ADU for a day, DOF for a day. Uh, share this, this video with your friends, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you guys on the next one. Bye, guys! Bye.